Hello and welcome to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. My name is Whitney McDonald and I'm the editor of Bank Automation News. Today is November 30th, 2023. Joining me is Jeff Booker. He heads up product strategy for money movement at Alchemy. He previously served as head of product management at Bank of California and has spent time at City National Bank and Union Bank before moving to Alchemy. He is here to discuss how FIs select the right payments rail for them when it comes to adopting FedNow and RTP. Sure. So, uh, Jeff Booker, I uh, work for Alchemy, of course. I'm uh, <clears throat> heading up product strategy for money movement with Alchemy, which includes faster payments, ACH, uh, wires, um, handle both uh, business and uh, consumer. We have another business segment also that handles more of uh, the treasury management and things like that. My background <clears throat> is 20 plus years in financial services. So, um, I started out in banking. Uh, mostly with the larger financial institutions, uh, Citibank, U.S. Bank, um, Union Bank, uh, MUFG Union Bank, and, and a few others. Um, I, I spent a lot of time in product management and actually sales and treasury management services, but I also spent a lot of time in the retail segment, um, uh, working with branches, working with small business customers, uh, things like that. Great. And then a little bit about Alchemy would be great. Yeah, so Alchemy. Alchemy was founded back in 2009. We have 200 plus financial institutions that we work with who are our clients. Uh, We have credit unions and a number of banks that we work with. We are a digital platform, uh, so we offer digital banking services uh, for money movement, but also several other uh, disciplines within the platform. We offer these platforms and then white label them. Uh, to our clients so that they can uh, offer them up to their members and their uh, their users and their clients uh, that that uh, work there. Uh, we are very focused on um, offering a, a great experience for the user. We focus first on, on mobile and uh, the client experience, and then we work backwards from there in terms of the functionality and what is needed and make sure that we're listening to not only our clients' feedback, but also their users' feedback and do a lot of research there. Great, well, thank you so much for joining us on The Buzz today. It's great to have you. We're gonna be talking through payments rails and FedNow and real-time payments adoption. So let's start here with just kind of, I'll have you set set the scene a little bit about where we stand today with existing payment rails. Um, what are what are FIs kind of facing right now with selecting these different payments rails that we have? Yeah, so there's there's a ton of buzz going around since FedNow just launched this summer, and there there's a ton of marketing and, and a lot of focus by the Fed on providing information around FedNow. So there's a lot of excitement around it. You know, plus the United States is a little bit behind the curve compared to the rest of the world with regard to faster payments and being able to do real-time transactions. And, and so there, there is a lot of interest. And I talk to my financial institutions that I work with all the time about how can we use it? How can we get it? What's the best way to do that? How do we want to integrate things like that? You know, and, and what I tell a lot of my financial institution uh, clients is, is think about the use cases. Think about what problems are you trying to solve? You know, is faster payments important to you? Is, is faster payments something you want to do. So we have a lot of conversations uh, in that in that regard, and we try to help them out with giving them direction and strategy as well as, you know, uh, thinking of a short term and a long term uh, uh, use cases that their their uh, uh, members and their clients want to want to look at. Let's 
take those conversations that you're having a little bit deeper. How how do you really determine what payment solution might be right for a certain financial institution? Could you maybe talk us through what those conversations look like in a little bit more detail? Yeah, absolutely. So so FedNow is is kind of the buzzword, right? But FedNow and RTP are almost identical in terms of the way they they would be used, the way the financial institution would interact with them, uh, the functionality of them. The only difference is one is supported by the clearinghouse, RTP, and the other one is is supported by the Fed, you know, FedNow, right? Um, RTP has been around for a number of years. So it's been, it was launched in 2017. FedNow was just launched this summer as we talked about. Um, and uh, RTP has about 300 plus financial institutions across the United States. Most of the large ones are already on RTP. In fact, they own the clearinghouse, so they, they already have access to that. Uh, FedNow is up to about 100 and they just launched this summer, so it's growing faster than RTP is, but I mentioned, you know, they're really marketing the heck out of it to try to get some knowledge out there. What I like to talk about, you know, when clients bring up, uh, you know, that they want to get onto FedNow, my first question is, is what do you, what do you want to do with it? What, what problem are you trying to solve as a financial institution? And a lot of them say, well, my clients want, you know, to be able to move money faster. Okay, great. You know, so we look at the use cases, the 8A use case, I was just talking to a client the other day as an example. We, we, uh, they, they said, we want Fed now. They said, we want to move money faster, but we don't know how to do that. How do we connect? What, what, what rails are better to your question? And, and we talk about, um, you know, you want to receive, right? So most financial institutions are looking to receive. And, and I recommend that they do receive at least. Uh, you know, so that they can get incoming payments from other financial institutions, whether it's the bigger financial institutions or anybody else that is on RTP or FedNow. So that's that's the first thing. So I try to help them. When I was talking to the client the other day, they thought receive was a great idea and they just want to go with receive to start with. They're a little bit scared about the send part of things. I have other financial institutions that I've talked to before and they really want to get into send. They like the idea of the account to account, instant external transfers. So they want to be able to send money as a user, be able to send money from their account at you know uh, ABC financial institution to XYZ financial institution. They want to be able to move it quickly. They have money at both financial institutions. They have accounts at both places, but they keep most of their money at ABC they want to be able to move it quickly to the other financial institution. And we are able to set up and help them do that with the partnership of payment providers that we partner with. Now, I maybe we could, yeah. yes, yes, thank you. Now, maybe we could narrow the scope a little bit and kind of talk through, uh, I mean, yes, you want to address what are you trying to solve for, but there, there's other considerations too when it comes to cost, integration, client demands. Maybe we can narrow the scope a little bit here and talk through how you have these conversations with your smaller financial institution clients. How do you determine kind of which which rail to take? Um, what solution is right for you, especially when it does come to cost and integration, which is a huge piece of that puzzle? Yeah, there's there's a very large, typically a, a large uh, upfront cost uh, with regard to both RTP and FedNow. The cost between the two rails, there's there's really no no difference there. 
between the two. And, and the way the, as I mentioned before, the way the rails function, there's not a whole lot of difference between RTP and FedNow. What typically we talk about with the smaller financial institutions is do you want to be on one rail? Do you want to be on both rails? Do you want to receive or do you want to send? So those are the conversations that we have. And if you want to send, what is the use case? Is 8A, you know, instant external transfer something you want to do? Or do you want something for businesses? So if you're, if you're a financial institution and most of your clients are businesses, if you're a bank with, with, with a lot of business clients, maybe you want to do a B2B solution or a B2C solution. Uh, so business to business or business to consumer. Uh, as an option. So we really look at the use cases and that's where the conversation really goes. You know, most of the time and where we get into the meat of the conversation is what kind of use cases do you want to look at? So, you know, first of all, do you want one rail? Do you want two rails? And then do you want to, you know, what use cases if you're going to do send are, are you going to look at? Now, from a competitive angle, is it really an option to just pick one payment solution over another where do you stand on that or how do those discussions go? Yeah, I, I recommend to financial institutions that if they're going to do just receive, do both uh, do both rails uh, because you want to be able to receive money coming into your financial institution. If somebody wants to send them, send you money as a financial institution, you don't want to say we can't accept that. That that just looks really bad. So, you know, set up to receive at least for both RTP and for FedNow. When it comes to send, maybe you pick one or the other. Right now, as I mentioned, RTP has 300 you know, financial institutions, but FedNow is growing quickly. I think over time, FedNow is gonna overtake RTP in terms of the number of financial institutions, maybe even by next year. And then at that point, they're gonna have a lot, lot deeper reach uh, in terms of who you could send to. So um, I always recommend getting onto both rails uh, if you can as a financial institution. But, uh, you know, if you if you just want to do receive, that's a definite. If you want to do send, maybe you just pick one or the other. Yeah, being able to receive and take in those deposits, especially is key right now as banks are fighting for those deposits, right? Yeah, absolutely. Now, we've been doing a lot of coverage of FedNow. Um, we know that there's a lot of providers that you can pick from. Um, how do you how do you have those conversations? How does a financial institution pick the best provider for them, whether it's a smaller institution or a larger institution um, for FedNow or maybe even RTP too? But how are you selecting those providers that are the best fit for for your institution? Yeah, you know, I, I think cost is is definitely something to consider. I think which cores that provider integrates with, you know, so they're going to what whatever you do, you're going to have to find a provider that integrates with your core, your banking core that you use, uh, because there's going to have to be real time movement of money. And you can only do that through a direct core integration. So if you're going to choose a payment provider, you got to look at costs, but you also got to look at do they integrate with your core? Then there's other considerations such as, you know, servicing, you know, uh, the interface that they have, reconcilement you know, other things that, you know, are, are a little bit more nuanced, but it's it's something you need to to think about. But, uh, you know, we went with also a, uh, we, we partnered with a company called Alacrity to, as a starter, um, to get into the RTP and the FedNow networks uh, and, and partner with our clients and Alacrity. 
And the reason why we went with Alacrity, they were a little bit ahead of the curve. So they had one, they had people who knew what they were talking about with regard to the faster payments, RTP and FedNow. Two, they already had the integration uh, to to a lot of different cores set up. And three, they they um, they had their product up and running and they had been using it already. Uh, so they were already onto RTP uh, a few years back. They've already been using it. They know what they're doing. Um, you know, I think a lot of the other providers are playing catch up um, and they haven't done a lot of transactions, but you want to look at that. Do they have experience with the faster payment transactions, uh, whether it's RTP or FedNow? Doesn't doesn't make that much of a difference, but at least one of those. Yeah, cost is definitely huge, but the experience side of it, looking into those number of transactions, how how has this provider been operating on these rails? That's a that's a great piece of advice. Now, one thing I wanted to break down a little bit that you had mentioned in, early on in our conversation was this approach to uh, FIs on on FedNow as receive only for now. You're going to kind of see um, the the sending tick up a little bit. Can you kind of give us some insight as to that decision to receive only for now, move into send? What's that going to be looking like um, in 2024? Maybe you'll see more t send tick up. Maybe you could talk us through that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I mean, if you're a smaller financial institution, you, you have limited resources, right? So you, you can't throw a whole team at this and, and you know, get it up and running. The implementation is really the heavy lift here. Um, and being able to implement on receive is, is fairly simple, but being able to implement on receive and then also do a send, <clears throat> you know, complicates it, you know, by two or three uh, in terms of the, uh, you know, the implementation. What I've heard is once financial institutions are implemented on this, they understand how it's working, they understand the reconciliation process uh, and the settlement process, it, it gets really easy. In, in fact, RTP and FedNow seem to be a lot easier to manage than uh, you know other rails like ACH, of course. ACH, not your rule book, is you know two feet thick. Um, you know, and and RTP and FedNow were made to be simple, you know, when they created these uh, these rails, that was one of the defining goals was to make sure that it was a simple process. It would be easy to use. You still need to go through the implementation and any implementation where you have a core integration is going to be difficult. Um, but once you go through the core integration for receive, um, you, you need to to, you know, just figure out how it works and you should be up and running. So you just need to think about as a small, smaller financial institution. What kind of resources can you put towards that implementation? And then, you know, once you get up and running on it, it should be easy to manage. And then, you know, think about the send part of things. Uh, you know, you're just going to need to uh, assign people who know what they're doing, you know, there. And, and you're probably not going to have a whole lot of people at a smaller financial institution. So you just need to think about that. Now, I know I mentioned 2024 slightly in the last question, but just looking ahead here, what trends are you watching in the payment space looking into next year? How are consumer expectations shifting and how do financial institutions really keep up with that shift? Yeah, uh, I'm definitely looking at the adoption of the number of financial institutions. I mentioned the 300 for RTP and, you know, uh, FedNow just crossed over the 100, 100 mark. Um, I'm looking at that to see how quickly things are being adopted. FedNow is definitely taking off faster than RTP did, as I mentioned before. Uh, I'm also looking at the use cases. So we're trying to look at data around what type of use cases are being implemented for the send. 
uh, portion of things with both RTP and with FedNow. Uh, A to A seems to be very popular. And then B2B and B2C seem to be picking up. Uh, businesses, in, in my experience, businesses can be a little bit slow to adopt. Uh, they have processes in place as, as a business, especially if you're a commercial business, and, and you're not going to uh, adopt something right away uh, just because it, it, it can cause a lot of upset to your business uh, to be able to take on another rail. Um, but that's definitely going to start to pick up, I think, in 2024. You know, and I'm going to keep a close eye on that. Um, yeah, those those are the things that kind of stick out to me. You've been listening to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. Please follow us on LinkedIn. And as a reminder, you can rate this podcast on your platform of choice. Thank you for your time and be sure to visit us at bankautomationnews.com for more automation news.